nine months. <laughs> Open your mouth, prepare your tongue, because you're about to get a taste. I cannot believe we've gone 12 episodes without me being able to talk about Final Fantasy. Well, I know the doll is bad, so I gotta think the dusty balloon is less bad. I mean, if all life everywhere ends... What have I yes. lost? Facial hair as a theme is not something I ever would have chosen. So Yeah, that's the one that Rock is just sweaty the whole time. Yeah. He's got that good, good pony Jafar beard. <laughs> I've got three pages of AMA citations. This is the Debate This Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to another Debate This Sidebar. Since we've entered into our second year of debating a few months ago... I thought it would be fun to take some time and get to know the people behind the flimsy arguments. I'm Todd Thomas, and today I have a list of questions for Andrew, Kyle, and Matt. No funny names today, but we can make fun of each other later, I guess. And that will hopefully help you, the cherished listener, get to know us and this podcast a little bit better. So, my first question, well, first, hey, hey guys. Hey. Todd, Todd, I'm not going to answer any questions. No. To, to keep that aloof sense of mystery about yeah, me. I don't want anyone to know anything about me. Kyle, you can't do that because this is a, this is an important episode. My mom has asked me every week for the last year. <laughs> I really like your podcast, but I can't tell whose voice is whose. So here it is, mom. You're welcome. <laughs> so this fair. podcast is for Matt's mom. Um, Hi, hey, Matt's Matt, mom. mom. We're glad Matt, you're a listener. Matt, what's your mom's name? My mom's name is Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Brenda Cole, thanks for listening. <laughs> so, so everyone, if we that, could... That um, one was for you. <laughs> that's okay. This is spent a lot of time on family members already. Um, so, my first question, just very generally, how, how do we know each other? Who wants to tell, tell the magical tale? I met Todd deep in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we all, we all went to the same college and we're in the same uh, chapter of a fraternity in that college, um, Otterbein University, Sigma Delta Phi. And now we, we get, on the f- get on Google Hangouts and do this podcast every few weeks. Yeah. And the three of us were in school together while Matt Cole was four. <laughs> Yeah, no, I the only person from this podcast who I actually knew from college was Kyle, not because Kyle went to college with me, but because Kyle lived in the house that my fraternity had. And we saw him sometimes between runs to the movie theater. Oh, yeah. That that special year after college when you exist, you don't really exist. Yeah. Yeah. When you're you're a phantom of your former self. You're living your best life. (laughs) I consist like I so that year um, I like Andrew and I lived together and boy howdy did we play video games and eat pizza and drink beer but I will still say that I think that was the worst year of my life absolutely year one hundred year that like encompassed you know the year after I graduated college when you're supposed to be the happiest in your entire no. That yeah. was the worst one. Oh yeah, it was a shame spiral of getting uh, getting let go from my internship and playing four playthroughs of Mass Effect Two, <laughs> and then managing a sandwich shop for nine months. I was working retail and playing League of Legends. And yeah, I was going to say, you now. guys got really into League uh, at that time. I don't remember oh. that. I remember mm. for the first three months after I graduated college, I lived in the attic of the fraternity house and didn't have money for food because I was only working one time, one part-time job 10 hours a week. And so I ate oyster crackers and cheese sandwiches for three months. And that was it. I lived, I lived off of uh, movie theater concession stand food um, 
oh. for for the first year or two after college. That's right. I wanna I wanna just make a plug right now. Like, and you too, listeners, you can have the same glow up that we did, and one day you can also be on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> one day you you too can host a podcast that maybe a hundred people listen to a week. So so let's so now that we're talking about the podcast itself and not our shameful lives after college. So what what prompted debate this? to be like where where did it come from what's kind of the backstory how did we get here yeah i can take that so um speaking about uh shady lives that we're embarrassed of so i had i had moved on in my career i had become uh, a big big kid with a real kid a real-time job and i think something happens after like 25 26 where all of the glamour and glitz of having a real job kind of fades. Sorry, Matt. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you say that like it hasn't already faded. Yeah, he's already jaded like the rest of us. And I, I think something happens to all of us where you're like, oh, okay, so work isn't everything and this is not going to fulfill me. That's fine. Um, so I, as, you, as you get a little older, and I've been saying this a lot, I think like as like men in your 30s, if, you know, it's... If I had to wrap up one statement about being in my 30s, it's getting invested in my hobbies. Like that, that is the, the key to at least, yeah, because well, we'll say the key to happiness, my key to happiness. Um, so I, I really wanted something creatively. I had been trying to blog for some time. I had a couple. You can probably find my failed attempts on Medium out there and still out, active in the internet. Um, I tried doing game development for a little bit, but just didn't want to, I don't like coding. So, I had been listening to a lot of podcasts and specifically um, like game club, like game book club podcast. And I was like, yeah, I, I could do this. Um, I'm a, a white cisgendered male in, in the Midwest. So there's probably not enough of that, <laughs> enough of those yeah. people doing podcasts. Oh, man. Um, so I, I contacted three or two of my other white male cisgendered friends from college. And uh, I said, we we're going to do a podcast. And then uh, and they agreed. And that was Kyle and, and Todd. And really, my only thought process there was who would be funny, like who would be funny to just carry on a conversation with, like who can I kind of riff off of pretty naturally? And the three of us have always, you know, been really, been always been really close and have a really good chemistry. And then um, Matt and I had this kind of like stepbrothers. Did we just become best friends? Moment. <laughs> That's the exact reference that I was going to make. Yeah, exact reference. Well, I mean, you can you can tell that story if you want. Yeah, sure. Um, so I had also much like Andrew tried to break into digital entertainment and failed in a heap of fire. I had just gotten out of this gaming YouTube channel that I was doing with another buddy that just didn't get off the ground and, and sucked up a lot of my time and energy. And I really missed it and was looking for something else to do, but didn't really have an Avenue. Uh, and this was like peak my first year out of college being in that shameful death spiral of nothingness. Um, so I was at a fraternity event and got talking to Andrew. I had known Kyle because he was the attic dweller of the fraternity house. I knew Todd because when I was in a fraternity, everybody when knows I, Todd. Yeah. When I was in the fraternity, Todd, came <laughs> because to when Todd a, was in college, he networked like crazy. He did. <laughs> Remember when that was the joke about Todd? I, I, I don't, but I want to hear what Matt's going to say because I think it might be a compliment and I'm <laughs> really, really fishing for it. Now. Oh, I, well, so actually, when I was in college, Todd had come to one of the fraternity meetings to do a leadership retreat oh, with yeah. us. 
that we all ignored for an hour. That also um, happened. Yeah, I, I all I remember <laughs> is something about colors, and that was how I found out that Fitzies existed. But um, <laughs> so I, I had known everyone, but not super well. And I was talking to Andrew at this fraternity event, and he was like, "Well, me and these other guys just started a podcast, but we don't really." No, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I was like, I, hi there. I went to radio school. I would love to help. And um, got brought in kind of as the guy who knew the next step. The industry in. Yeah, exactly. Um, before we move on, I do want to pose a challenge to some of our, to our listeners. If you can find and screenshot either Andrew's blog or Matt's YouTube channel. We'll send you something. You can't be related to us either. That's yeah. not fair. Fine. We'll put that stipulation on. Sorry, Derek and or Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There it is. Um, also, Brad, because he, I think, was one of the only subscribers to that YouTube channel. Oh, hey, what's, I up? Subscribe. what's up, Brad? I subscribe to that channel. Oh, hey, thanks. Well, so so that explains how how we actually like got to be four dudes making this podcast. So, who wants to who wants to share maybe how we got to like this name and this this format? Um, I'll take that because that's kind of kind of came from my brain. Um, so when Andrew um, reached out to me about wanting to start a podcast, I and what kind of he wanted to talk about, which was comics and video games, I kind of started. Uh, brainstorming some ideas. Um, I think we kicked around and still kick around the Gilmore Girls podcast um, idea. (laughs) But um, I thought the best best way for four guys to talk about uh, comics and video games, uh, especially since I'm two time zones away from you guys (laughs) and none of us are in quite the same place and we were worried about schedules working out, I thought... What if we did a, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? A pundit style, a, a crossfire <laughs> style That's right, um, yep. show on, on these games. So that way, if someone had to sit out a week, if we couldn't all get together, it wouldn't be a huge loss. And we recorded a few trial episodes of it. I think, did one of them, did, did the Mario Sonic one make it as our? Uh, it is, the, not that, not that, not that anyone who like is just now picking up on the podcast should go start with episode one, the pilot, but it's there. It is out there. Yeah, and, um, We're not taking it away because we want to be honest to ourselves, but yeah. oof. I think if I recall, Mario and Sonic never made it live. That was like, that one was way too broad. And after we okay. did that, it was like, okay, there were some nuggets there, but yikes. Yeah. yeah. And and we kind of quickly yeah. decided, like, we did want all four of us on the call. We Like, it works best as a moderator, um, a moderator four argument or three arguments type thing, not a free for all like I had originally concepted. And we refined it. Uh, we actually started out w- under a different name of No You're Wrong Because. Um, <laughs> and we I thought that was clever. It was a it was a nice <laughs> was too title long. that yeah. it was too long. So Andrew with his marketing skills uh, refined that refined us down to debate this that we are today. <laughs> yeah. I did just look back. Our, our first episode is the the Beta Ray Bill episode, oh, which yeah. I think we did as a pilot. I think it was yeah. we did Mario yeah. v Sonic and we did the Beta Ray Bill episode. Because if you yep. listen all the way through, I think we do a closer as no you're no you're wrong because but <laughs> did we never change that? A, no, <laughs> we do a closer as no you're wrong Consummate because. But then, but then there's also a debate this 
closer, and I specifically remember this because I listened to it. And I, Andrew, I texted you. I'm like, hey, man, I think both closers are on there. You're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I interpreted as yeah. we are who we are and we won't hide our faults. You have to start low so that you can raise that bar eventually. <laughs> so, so okay, we've talked about, you know, what kind of brought us here, how we got to this, this format, what we're doing. Let's talk some of the nitty-gritty. We use the joke and the, the phrase a lot, like, this is how the sausage is made. So specifically for for the two people that are involved in making sausage, how does this podcast actually get put together? I'll let you I'll let you start with that, Matt, and then I can fill in from when you when you leave off. Sure, yeah. Um we I think are lucky enough to have two people who both have some audio editing background. We're super is, lucky. We're yeah, very, very yep. lucky. Yep. Um and it's it's super nice too because the like Kyle and I both have a lot of experience in different ends of audio engineering and audio editing. So there are plenty of things that I have no idea about that Kyle can handle. And um, I'm sure that there are plenty of things that Kyle knows that I do anyway, but I, I want to feel important. So um, <laughs> we all record in different locations, like Kyle was saying, and this is this is just a big old Google Hangout Fest. And uh, let me tell you the majesty of this little website called Time.is. Oh, man. Big, <laughs> Big shout out, thank you to Griffin McElroy for turning us on to this one. Don't give away all of our secrets. <laughs> no, time. the world needs to know about time.is, Kyle. Let me tell you, if you're trying to sync up four people in four different places using four different computers and four different recording softwares, having a, a local sync point is great. Anyway, we all record on our own, and then everybody sends all their shit to me, and then I spend five ever putting it together, and I... And mostly edit for content um, and making sure that things flow well and that, that we stay together and we don't go off on gigantic tangents unless it's about uh, American gladiators. And then I just let those tangents go. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I, I make sure that people are laughing when they're supposed to be laughing and that tracks don't get too far out of sync. And that's pretty much where I end. I make sure all the tracks are the same length. And then I upload all those same or all those tracks of the same length and send them to Kyle. And that's when he does actual alchemist wizardry that I do not understand <laughs> to make us sound better. So tag Kyle, you're it. So um, once once Matt sends them to me, I, uh, I do all the uh, all the mixing and mastering. I load everything up into uh, Logic Pro now. I used Reaper for a while for anyone who cares about such things. And um, in there I've got our theme song saved, and I put that together using um, using some royalty-free tracks from the composer Azed. Um, you should check them out if you are if you like our um, the music we use in the show. It's all from Azed. Yeah, I I I do my thing. I mix and master and um, kick it on over to back to Andrew who. Uh, it takes care of all the back end stuff, makes sure it gets uploaded on time, gives us some good copy, and uh, puts it out there so you guys can all hear it. I do the words. <laughs> he does the words. <laughs> the wor Andrew yeah. Wordsmith Henderson. I guess I'll go back and say, too, um, I use Adobe Audition C6 uh, if anybody cares because I'm a cake eater. So there's that. I don't know if that means... I use Microsoft Word, <laughs> which is, uh, I believe, uh, the 2016 edition. So, yeah. 
Um, I like to think of it as Matt is the scientist and Kyle is the artist. I'll take that. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go with that, sure. <laughs> um, but that, I, I think that's like the tech side of it. As far as episode ideas and stuff go, it's all four of us pretty equally. It's, yeah, it's a free for all. We've, we've got a nice, we've got a nice shared Google Drive account that we, we throw things into and um, Andrew and Todd are nice enough to go through and take our crazy ideas and turn them into more sane, palpable ideas <laughs> and uh, uh, put it all to a schedule so that Matt and I aren't completely lost every week when we, um, when we do record. I gotta say, because I've tried, I forgot to mention, I tried to get a couple other podcasts off the ground and without someone doing, uh, keeping us to a schedule and, and getting us all signed in on time, it don't happen. <laughs> Every band needs a roadie. Every <laughs> team needs a dad. <laughs> well, so we talked, so now we've talked about like the behind the scenes, the who we are, the what kind of brought us here. So obviously we have put this podcast together to talk about video games and comics. So um, the the thing that I want to ask now is, you know, we and we can answer this question in a couple different ways, but... I think everyone has their like first favorite video game, like the video game that that, you know, when they think like, oh, man, I might really enjoy Breath of the Wild now. But what was the very first video game you loved? So I would love to hear a bit about maybe what was your your first favorite video game and maybe what is your favorite video game now? You can even spice in like what are you currently obsessed with? Just where where is your video game interest lying now? Yeah, let's go. Let's let's hit it with. We'll go Kyle, Matt, Andrew, then I'll take it. All right. So um, the first video game I got super obsessed with, like many six-year-olds in 1996, was Pokemon Red. I have then gone on to play every single Pokemon <laughs> game that <laughs> was released um, <laughs> until present day. I continue to do it. Um, I love the Pokemon series. It's, it's great. Um, except maybe we won't talk about sun and moon too much because it's not as great as some of the others. We could do a whole episode on that one. Can I ask a question about that, Kyle? Um, yes. so I, I have outed myself before as the person who does not get that into Pokemon. When you say every single game, I know that each generation has at least two, typically, games. Are you saying you've played every generation? Or I've you played, played every multi- generation. Okay. And now, now, how many multiple games have you played in a generation? Like, did you play red and blue and yellow? No. So the way, the way it worked in the Harper household is <laughs> I always got one game. Derek, my brother, always got another game. Oh, so nice. So we could trade. I'm so jealous. And- What's it, so what's it like to have and, a nice sibling? Swap. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty great. Derek's a great guy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, I played red. I played yellow. I played um, silver. Derek got crystal, so I didn't. And I, and I played sapphire and um, emerald, pearl. Um, I ended up skipping platinum because I was graduating high school at that time and had other things going on. But then, or Soul Silver, mm-hmm. Black, Black 2. Black two. Um, X and Y. X. Uh, did I play X or Y? Y. Yeah, and, that was the better one. 
and um, Omega Ruby, Moon, and Ultra Moon. Oh, and Ome- Omega Sapphire. Omega Sapphire, yeah. Um, yeah, I think of those. Uh, my favorites are still uh, the remakes of uh, Red, so Fire Red, and the remakes of Silver, Soul Silver, are probably my favorites of the series. Um, but that is that is my obsession. And the longer we do this podcast, the more I start to wonder if I played any other games besides Pokemon <laughs> growing up. Um, but that was that. That's that's where I'm coming from. What are you? So what are you currently investing time into? Currently, I am playing a lot of Super Smash Brothers, uh, Dead Cells, and Hearthstone. Hearthstone scratches <laughs> scratches a completely different itch because I was very into Magic: The Gathering growing up as well, uh, which hasn't come up a ton on the podcast. But that is my uh, my collectible card game of of late. My uh, my good friend Tommy, he listens to the podcast sometimes, and I know for a fact he is working on his PhD, and he will still at times, like when he's getting breakfast ready, have Hearthstone going on the iPad. <laughs> so like, it is it is a thing. It is it is addicted. My addiction. I hate it, but I can't stop playing it. <laughs> and. Everyone else who is currently playing Hearthstone is probably right along with me. You're you're unhappy because you play it, but you play it because you're unhappy. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right, Matt, what do you what do you have? What do you where'd you come from and what are you doing now? Um, well, contrary to popular belief, my first game system wasn't the Nintendo Wii. Sorry I'm not that young. <laughs> um, but, but it was the PlayStation 3. <laughs> No, um, so when I was really, really little, um, obviously before I was born, but my dad got an NES as a wedding present. And so growing up, we had an NES around the house, and the first game that I can ever remember really falling in love with was the original Super Mario Brothers, um, which is what sparked my love of platformers for the rest of ever. Um, I was an only child, so games that were, like, how how can I get good at this game that I can only play by myself and not show off to were pretty much how I got into video games. Um, but there were a lot of, like, old NES titles that I played a Man, lot. That that hits me so hard. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right yeah, oh. it's... It is a feeling that if, if you're not an only child, you don't understand. But, man, if you're an only child, that, that'll cut you deep. Um, but, yeah, so I played a lot of old NES titles, the original Super Mario Brothers, there was a monster truck game that I loved, USA Volleyball I really loved, um, and then I got an N64 and got into mm. a lot of games, but particularly 007 Goldeneye was huge, I mean of course Perfect Dark, but like I was the kid in the neighborhood with Goldeneye, my neighbor had Perfect Dark, so I didn't play as much Perfect Dark as I did Goldeneye, um, and then, that is such a thing from that time period. Yeah, I was the kid yeah, with is. this game. <laughs> yep, I was I was the friend whose house we went to to play Guitar Hero Two. My buddy was who we went to to play Guitar Hero Three, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, so I I've been mostly Nintendo my whole life. Um, it was just the kind of consoles that I loved. So like N sixty four was um, the original Mario Kart, the original Smash. Uh, a racing boat racing game called Hydro Thunder. I played until it burned out. Star oh, Fox man. 64 I bought Hydro off Thunder. eBay and played into Oblivion. Um, and then I got a GameCube and, and so on and so forth. Uh, I played the first few Pokemon games, 
and absolutely loved them, but kind of got out of them and fell into the unfortunate trap of rhythm gaming that people my age all fell into. So I can tell you all about Guitar Hero, but I don't want to. Um, <laughs> you already did that. That was a I whole did. podcast. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I, I stumbled into this magic thing called Pokemon Pinball Two for the Game Boy Advance. Oh man. Um, Have you yeah, talked you about this you yet? Didn't, you didn't Can really play it much, though, did you? Not, not too much. Um, but yeah, so I, I've just kind of bounced around from like random Nintendo game to random Nintendo game uh, until I got to college and and watched a lot of other things. I think. Because I had a PS2 that I bought shamefully for Dance Dance Revolution, um, but I had <laughs> Battlefront 2 and Vice City and you know, your PS2 classics. Um, and yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. Currently, I'm all Switch all the time. Um, oh, and Mario Maker. Let's just let's put that out there because I listened to a whole podcast about how exciting Mario Maker 2 is going to be today. Um, so... Oh, Mario yeah. Maker we are is def gonna stream some Mario Maker too. And before we move on from that, I want to. Th- we need to figure out a goal to reach that if we do, we <laughs> will upload a video of Matt playing Dance Dance Revolution because that. <laughs> oh man, that needs to happen. It doesn't. It doesn't. I want to. I want a live it's stream so of us us drinking and then playing Dance Dance Revolution because I too was that high schooler. Okay. Yeah. We were, getting we ideas, were all getting ideas for Todd's bachelor party right now. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. we need a we need a subscriber goal that if we hit, Ugh. we will have a Todd v Matt dance dance revolution. I'm already throwing up. Yeah, <laughs> I think like five million sounds no. safe. <laughs> yeah, I think fair. I think one fifty. Um, <laughs> I, I also don't want to leave Matt's answer until I because I don't know if we've talked about it. Your your history with Pokemon Pinball, I think you really need to elaborate for a second, just in case we haven't talked about that. Um, let me let me finish what I was mm. saying about my favorite game. Please, and then, you yeah, do you. So, like, um, I'm preemptively saying right now that Mario Maker 2 is my favorite game, because come June, it's gonna be. Um, but Smash, <laughs> fucking Tetris 99, even though I can't win. Um, and uh, Splatoon 2... And then I'm late to the game, and I'm sorry, but I'm playing Breath of the Wild, and I love it, and it's what I do with most of my time. Um, yeah. I got really good at Pokemon Pinball 2. It's kind of shameful. I play it on the airplane when I go places. I think that according to the Way Way Back machine and the last archives I found on world record scores of Pokemon Pinball 2, I have a top 50 world record score. Um, that's all I really want to say about it. <laughs> which that's is a whole other podcast. I've not been like the fifty best person at anything in my own area code. So like that's pretty incredible. <laughs> I it so like Pokemon Pinball Two was not it was not a Nintendo Championship game. It's not something that people like kept track of. Um, but you know everybody but Matt did. Everybody just has the thing they got good at and. <laughs> After like reaching a score on Pokemon Pinball 2 that I was like, wow, that's a really big number. I wonder if anybody <laughs> else has hit that big a number. I did some digging and found an old chart of like top scores from that game that seemed to be unverified. It seemed like just a blog post. I don't really know, but I was well in the top 50 um, with my like 800 trillion something score. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't. I'll pull the cartridge out someday and tell you what the number is, but it's it's like 
870 trillion or something like that. Yikes. Matt, we should talk about you speedrunning it. Uh, Speedrunning Pokemon Pinball 2? Yeah. I think the goal is to have it last as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, there's no no speedrunning. I'll speedrun Mario Maker. I do a lot I'm of looking that. At, but... I'm looking at leaderboards, and the number one, uh, the leader has beaten Pokemon Pinball in 14 minutes and 58 seconds. Oh, so, beaten so, it? So, yeah. like, you get enough of the you get enough of the required score for the level, then you quit. Yeah, I guess I don't know. No, That's... so like, Pokemon Pinball Two has a Pokedex. This is a whole another goddamn podcast. Yeah. but like, you, it's the same as the other Pokemon game. You got to catch them all, and you can catch them all if you want to, or you can just play. I don't know, fucking pinball, and get a high score and be better than everybody else. And that's what I did. Damn it! I think it's somebody else's turn. All right. Um. Yeah, Andrew. Um. Yeah. So everyone at home, Matt is like thrown off his headphones. He's like pacing around <laughs> he's, his he's recording done. room now. He's he's grabbed his DS. He's done. Um. So I'll start. Um. I got a Super Nintendo uh, in 1993, and that is what opened the floodgates for the rest of my life. So I didn't do sports. I didn't do other activities. I didn't go over, I didn't go outside, I played Super Nintendo, and I have a lot of fond memories of playing Super Mario World, um, just playing that game to death, like looking in every, every corner, every crevice, finding the secrets, getting to the Star Road, making it fall colors and the weird Mario head Koopas, um, which like I think that definitely like turned the switch on my like completionist tendencies, uh, for better or for worse. But I think for what really like went what really turned the the hobby turned the interest into a hobby for me was and, and I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about it before but Final Fantasy series yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, what is what is oh that? you like you like those games yeah is yeah um, so I think Kyle's got Pokemon and I've got Final Fantasy um, so that and, and again like I'm not gonna say they're the best games but they are definitely it is definitely my favorite series. And I think I could cite very specific games that, like, I want to like so much, it hurts. <laughs> um, I'm looking at you, 15, 13, uh, 11, <laughs> 7, 4. Yeah. Which um, 11 actually came out after 13, yeah. but before 15, because uh, that's how 11, numbers work 11, in the Final Fantasy world. 11 was the MMO that I did play, but it was, it was very VV hard. But I, you know, I, I have, like most people, it was 1997, um, that in that same year, you've got Ocarina of Time, GoldenEye 007, Final Fantasy VII, Metal Gear Solid, no, Metal Gear Solid was 99. 1997 was a big fucking year for games, and I think that, if I remember correctly, that was really when it was like, okay, now, like, I'm, it's not just pl- jumping up and down with Mario, but, like, games can have a real narrative and like characters that I can really latch onto and, you know, music. And I was like down, I was like, um, Napstering the soundtracks for final fantasy seven and eight, which is, you know, which I got a smile out of all y'all. Cause you know what I'm was talking it, about. Was it, was it Napster or was it LimeWire? It was, uh, Napster, it was first. Sure. Napster. It was Napster first, then Kazaa, then LimeWire. Rip your family's computer. That's, that's right. That's right. I, I, I right fucked my, my PC. Who who all used Kazaa to download like Kazaa Premium and feel like the, like a master hacker? Like you're a hacker. <laughs> yeah, that's those are those are some times. Um, but that was also like my entrance into into weeb culture. So that was like there was that period, that very dark period, that early two thousands where it's like it's not good unless it's made from Japan. So I was very like 
obviously against like anything that wasn't Nintendo, anything that was like Call of Duty or like World War II shooters. It was like only Square games and only Nintendo games and uh, running back, running around with Naruto hands behind my back. <laughs> how many, how many uh, short sleeve button up flame t-shirts did you own? You know, I, I personally didn't have any, but I had a lot of friends who did. <laughs> had a lot of friends who had those, and there was there was a couple headbands in the group. There was about there's a non-zero amount of headbands. Non-zero amount of headbands. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that that was that was leading up into high school, and then I went to an anime convention, and and then I hit rock <laughs> bottom. I hit rock bottom. Uh, yada yada yada. Here we are. And then I'd say now there's just there's been such a influx in just amazing indie games, and I think the Switch is really brought a lot of those to light um i personally so i just bought it's not new but i just bought hollow knight for switch which i had it for pc this was one of the few games where i bought twice just honestly because i wanted to <laughs> i wanted to patronize the creator but i wanted that game on switch um if you haven't played hollow knight and matt i keep telling you about it but like it's so good it is it is um it's technically a metroidvania but it's got a lot of like platforming elements and and like action elements it's it's kind of unjustly labeled as a dark souls like game only because it's challenging and you it does the whole thing where you have to go after you die you go and get your shit back but um the storytelling is really interesting the art direction and the music are fantastic christopher larkin did the soundtrack and uh it's 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 fantastic um the other one that comes to mind is celeste which Again, that's that's no secret. It won Game of the Year in 2018, but um, it's so good. It's so good. And if you haven't, I mean, if you haven't played it, obviously play it. But um, even if you don't, even as you, the royal, you don't end up. If you don't end up playing it, at least watch the speed run from last year's AGDQ. Um, they it was actually featuring like they had the entire dev staff and. Matt Thorson, who's the owner of, who's the owner and manager uh, r- who runs Matt Makes Games, who made that game, they had like uh, like six of the guys on his team there, like commentating alongside it, and uh, it, it was really great. Um, the the music also there is fantastic. Um, there's like there's been several remixes. Um, you can see them all on find them all on Spotify. But yeah, some some really great work coming out of these these little indie shops. It's such a good game that I'm so so bad at. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, similar to Hollow Knight, I think, like, it, those are the kind of games that I like, where I can, you know, constantly, like, kind of beat my head against the wall, but against the same level over and over and over again, but, like, when I finally beat it, I can, I can feel that sense of accomplishment. I know that sounds really shitty, but that's, I think that kind of, like, goes back to what Matt said earlier about impressing myself because there was no one else in the room boy howdy does that feel (laughs) yeah i've never said that out loud but like god that just resonated so hard and i think that's why i love dark souls and and games like that because it's it's kind of like that this it's my very unique experience so for me um i grew up in a household where i was the youngest uh an only boy and um i remember the christmas that we got the nes that that was the first console i owned um, and shortly thereafter, we got the old school Game Boys with the sepia screens that were about the size of a brick. I've still got mine somewhere <laughs> at my parents' house. I specifically remember to to like show you what my childhood was to paint a picture. I specifically remember the Christmas that I got a Game Boy. 
my grandmother, so at the time we were living with my grandparents, and my grandmother said, oh, good, now we can take it into the bathroom with us. So, like, (laughs) that was was the thought process. Grandma knew it's up. Which, like, just kind of, though it was a fun joke, like, I played video games a lot when I was younger. Um, Because, again, like, only boy didn't really have uh, siblings that I'd play with. Like, I had an older sister at the time. Um, now I have three older sisters once my um, once my mother got remarried. And so I played a lot of video games growing up. And I think the very first one that I remember playing that mattered at all was Mario 3. Um, like, I played that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I found the warp whistle without having any sort of guide or anything like that. And I was fucking magical like i was i didn't know at the time but i was i was neo and i could bend time and space around me um and so in my very first game boy game was the original kirby like still remember that um i think the very first game like and and so being a child of like separated parents they were both trying to buy my love and so i had all the video game consoles um either at one house or another and so i you know had everything up through I think the um, the Dreamcast was the first system I didn't own. Um, That's and, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> you didn't miss out. <laughs> there were only like four games on it that I remember. So but you never got fine. to play Shenmue. I didn't. You're right. Or Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. So yeah, it's okay. They made more of those. Oh, good. Um, but I think the first game that ever really mattered to me, um, looking back, and I, I know we've joked about it a lot, like Super Mario RPG and Earthbound are probably the two first super nintendo games that i really cared about um and i think growing up since i didn't like i I had friends but i didn't have a lot of friends until i got to like high school i always used video games as a social outlet once i had friends like we also played a lot of GoldenEye, a lot of perfect dark um if you have the laptop gun and use the secondary feature it's a sentry gun and fuck everyone you're like just running and just throwing it um or the tranquilizer you can just trank them and that's a bad time um that sniper rifle that could shoot through walls yeah it's fine the rail gun it's fine um so i you know i think video games were always a big thing in my life and as i've gotten older they've become a big social outlet i mean i ended up joining our fraternity because andrew recruited me through halo 3 um like that was that was just the thing and uh i think you know uh, again, one of my favorite games growing up was the OG Fallout and Fallout 2. I remember buying that at a Walmart from like a double pack where they were both in there. So now um, we've joked about it. I'm still playing Fallout 76. The Internet makes it sound like shit. It is not that bad. I played it for an hour today. People are just salty <laughs> on the Internet. There are there are two different Reddits. There's FO76 and like Fallout 76 Filthy Casuals. And the filthy, yeah, and and the filthy casuals are the people that are like, we're having a good time. What's what's wrong? We enjoy what we're doing. And Fallout seventy six is just hate, just pure hate, just um, vitriol. Just, and just anger. yeah, it's so bad. I think like um, historic, like, isn't the Fallout like fan base like notoriously one of the most egregious ones maybe and and here's the thing like for people that want to claim that want to complain about bugs did you not play any like a skyrim like morrowind oblivion game like have you not played the last fallout like they're so big there's gonna be bugs so just deal with it you privileged asshole and so (laughs) anyway sorry fan base um but i'm still currently playing fallout 76 um and much like everyone else still playing uh a lot of smash i'm 
I, I get good at one character, then Andrew ruins my day with his young Link and makes me question if I'm ever actually good with <laughs> K. Rule. So I've I've got a lot of self exploration to do in that in that whole area. Got a lot of sweaty dad flops to. Oh, uh, he's the sweatiest dad that K. Rule. <laughs> Just before we move on from the video game topic, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell the story of how um, my parents were convinced to get me a video game system, which was my kindergarten teacher. After uh, failing to get my handwriting any better, because I only wrote slightly worse than I do now, um, <laughs> can, told my mom a good way to improve my hand-eye coordination and therefore my handwriting would be to get me a video game system. Oh, oh hell yeah. My Holy God. And, my mom, and my mom teacher. bemoans that teacher to this day <laughs> for recommending that to her. Wow. Good, good guy, that teacher. Yeah, man. It was a woman. It was um, good girl, that teacher. Yeah, good. I don't whoever. remember. I don't remember her name, but it was my kindergarten teacher. Um, yeah, a completely opposite experience I had. I played video games to the point that I became overweight, so that's fine. So, <laughs> when Animal Crossing came out, I'm pretty sure I gained ten pounds. Hit me. <laughs> and, and Todd and Todd fight, fights that every day now by yeah. doing CrossFit. It's yeah, that's fair. So so we talked video games. So let's go to the other source material we talk about. So, um, you know, briefly, like the question would be like, where do you stand on comics? Like, who are some of your favorites? Who are like whether it's your favorite hero, uh, your favorite villain, maybe a favorite storyline um, that could be from the from the movies, from the original source material. You know, what is what is your current you know, like, hey, this is what I'm into in the comic book realm. We'll go that same way. We'll hit, we'll hit Kyle, Matt, Andrew. Okay. So, um, I got really introduced into comics in middle school by my friend Nick, Nick Apt. If you are listening to this, hi. I haven't talked to you in a while, but <laughs> hi, Nick. Um, <laughs> um, hey, Nick. Um, he he really had he had a a nice collection of X Men and Wolverine comics. Um, so that was kind of my introduction. Uh, early it was the early 2000s era of the X-Men um, I think without realizing who he was at the time I did read like the the Joss Whedon run of the X-Men kind of at like as right after it had come out so X-Men is really really big to me um, I also really enjoy Superman comics uh, when he's written well I think uh, All-Star Superman is one of the best uh, comic series written so shortly after being introduced to comics, I um, also ha got a computer and spent all of my free time not researching magic cards, um, researching <laughs> um, different Marvel characters and seeing how their stats compared from that like little stat bar um, Marvel did at the time of like intelligence, yep. strength, yep. speed, and some fourth thing. Um, <laughs> power of friendship yeah um, so um, it's really really Marvel comics for me but I like all comics um, uh, Green Lantern is great I mean as much as, as overdone as Batman has been I do love a good Batman comic uh, Spider-Man um, then in high school I got into or not got into I had a lot more uh, downtime I lived kind of far away from the high school I went to. So if I had something after school, I just had to like hang out and entertain myself. So I'd like walk over to the library or when I got a car, I'd drive to the, the local borders and uh, I'd grab a, a comic book collection off the shelf, 
go hide somewhere where an employee wouldn't bother me too much. And um, I think I read all all of the Ultimate series of comics that were out at the time that way, like Spider Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men, The Ultimates, Ultimate Fantastic Four. And it was, yeah, I... I really like comics, guys. Um, I haven't <laughs> been able to stay into it too much in my adult years because comics are expensive, and um, I'm not rich. So uh, <laughs> that is a hobby I had to set aside, um, but I do still very much love a good comic when I get get my hands on one. Who are, who are some of the favorites? Um, Wolverine will always be one of my favorites. Um, do you also want Zac Efron to play Wolverine? Zac Efron would be such a good Wolverine, um, yeah, but you. we don't need to get into that now. <laughs> um, Night Nightcrawler is one of my favorites. Um, I really just all of the the cartoon Justice League characters are just top tops for me too. Um, those are those are the big heavy hitters for me. And then Spider Man. Whenever I read a Spider Man comic or watch a movie, I'm like, man, I always forget how cool how much I love Spider Man, and I, it's a lot. What about you, Matt? Um, so I'm I'm kind of in a weird place in this category. Like, I love comic storylines and like I love all of that, but I I hate reading. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I was uh, when I was like way way younger, I used to get picked on all the time because I read really slow, and so I just never got into actually reading comic books. But turns out I like reading on the internet um and so i would do this weird thing where i would learn or hear about a superhero and then just dive through wikipedia for hours learning everything about them and i i'm a firm believer that there are no no wikipedia articles that are more accurate and more highly policed than superhero slash marvel slash dc comic wikipedia pages because comic book fans are are real fans and they are diehard and they will not let inaccuracy slip through that shit. Like you can Very never true. go on to a comic book Wikipedia page and not see everything have at least two sources. Yeah, that's true. You can't really trust Wikipedia for like English or like <laughs> chemistry, <laughs> but, history. But if you're doing if you're doing a term paper on uh, the Green Lanterns, then <laughs> Wikipedia is a there's great no story. better source. Say, yeah. say no more, fam. Yeah. So I got really, really into comics and just like comics in general through um, TV. I mean, the WB Kids comic lines. Um, I mean, any of them, like Batman Returns, Young Justice, or the original Justice League cartoon. Um, I was really into Static Shock when that was on TV. I, I knew you were gonna name drop I Static Shock. That, that was yeah, such a good show. Such a good show, phenomenal show. Um, and then the movies came out when I was the right age to really love the first couple X Men movies. Um, I don't, and I've been trying to think about it since we started talking about this, and since I read this question, I don't know when I started really loving Ghost Rider. But Ghost Rider has always been my favorite hero. It was Nick Cage. It was, it was right Nick after Cage. Nick Cage. Was it Nick Cage? Well, Oscar was Nick Cage. So, so here's the thing. Nick Cage was a great Ghost Rider, and uh, I will take that shit to my go. grave. All um, right. But no, I was. I remember being really, really excited for that movie when it was first announced. Like I don't, I don't think it was like a. I saw that movie and suddenly fell in love with the character. I definitely liked Ghost Rider before that. Um, maybe it was because like 
I was an alti emo kid and his head was on fire and spikes and skulls and shit. But um, yeah, so I've always really, really liked Ghost Rider. Um, I've always thought that the X-Men were really cool. My cousin got me into the X-Men when I was really young. I liked Suicide Squad on the DC side, which I've talked about before, but I love Marvel heroes. I don't really like DC heroes. I love DC villains. I don't love all the Marvel villains. Um, so I I like Joker. Um, I like Riddler a lot. Hot Topic Harley Quinn. Not mm. Hot Topic Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. So I don't know much about comics. I think if I've You're made anything kidding. clear. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like to think, I like to think I wear my emotions on my real, sleeve. Real quick, Andrew, how many... How many First and last named Green Lanterns have protected Earth. Uh, well, there's Hal Jordan, yeah, <laughs> and John Stewart, made famous by The Daily Show. Yeah, and that's it because there are no other Daily Show anchors that also share name with, names with Green Lantern. So there there's you go. at least there's at least two more you should be able to name. Cool. It's fine. Go on, continue. Cool. So um, when when Matt and Kyle uh, suggested adding comics onto the subject matter, I was like. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like I'm gonna be honest. Like I can't bring a lot to the table, but I'm I'm happy to sit in. Um, that said, I like comics, and I I liked so like growing up, I didn't I never read comics because it was just it felt too it felt too much. It was just it was just way too way too intimidating. I it's impossible to just get like one comic and be like, oh, I'm gonna grab this Spider Man thirty six like. Oh, especially <laughs> especially at that time before yeah. before the attempts to try and ease right. people into it. So so that was very intimidating, and I just kind of noped out of that. Um, now that said, I definitely did get into some of the shows. I loved the X Men show when we were growing up. Like that that show is just that it's hot fire. Um, the the '90s Spider Man show, which was fine, which is good enough. Um, and then I played a lot of the games. So I played like every, all of those old Spider-Man beat-em-up games. The, I think there was like four for the Super Nintendo. Um, and specifically the ones, the, the Spider-Man and Venom series. Like I, mm-hmm. I loved Maximum Carnage. The one with the red cart with, uh, with not Woody Harrelson on the cover. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was very good. And I think like for a long time, that solidified my love for Spider-Man. And, and I, still, I, I still say Spider-Man is my favorite. Um, because he's one of the few that I like truly like got into. Like I, I was able to name all the villains. Like I knew the backstory and the and the different side stories and, and all that, mostly because of those games. But like I said, I, I hit that mid early two thousands. I, I went into weeb territory and nothing nothing Western was good enough. So I did get into a lot of anime, both uh cartoon and manga. Read a lot of manga would sit in the you know sit in Barnes and Noble in the in the section that no you don't go in and uh <laughs> the, the the sticky section and and you go and <laughs> sticky smelly section so what mangas did you read cuz i feel yeah. like that i feel like we need to we should incorporate your manga side more into the the show knowing this yeah i i didn't again like manga is really hard because it's like comics but more expensive <laughs> um, yeah and and less good and and well, there's some really good ones. I read so I I read the Full Metal Alchemist manga. Okay, that uh, was that because <laughs> put my glass, push my glasses up. The uh the sh- the original show that I know you watched, Todd, and I watched when it came out wasn't like was like kind of did the Game of Thrones thing where like 
they beat the manga. The show beat the manga, so it went its own direction. Gotcha. And then like the manga was like, no, actually, it happened this way, and that's why Brotherhood was created. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, it's it's hard. It, I'm having trouble thinking off the top of my head. Um, some of the other ones I know, like the original, like Dragon Ball, like the original Toriyama Dragon Ball is is so good, and the art is just amazing. Like it's it's a real it's a real classic. Um, and then a lot of the shows that I watch, uh, you know, and obviously like Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon and stuff that was on like old school Toonami. Um, Cowboy Bebop was like my my real gateway drug into like real like hard anime. <laughs> and you guys see and you guys see Cowboy Bebop? I've no, started okay. it a couple times, but I just it I can't. Yeah. It's it's good, but it it just like doesn't hold yeah. my attention at this point in my life. See, I think the draw for me, at least at that time, was like Cowboy Bebop is twenty episodes, right? Or no, yeah, it's it's like twelve to twenty episodes. Like that's oh it. really? Yeah, shoot. Okay. Exactly. So it's like, oh shit! Like I can do that. Like I that's a couple movies, right? Like I could just yeah. I can torrent that for free. Or I had like I actually had like VHSs that I would tape Cowboy Bebop episodes at three in the morning when it aired in Adult Swim, and I had a stack of VHSs with my Cowboy Bebop. Um, but that that to me was like so much more digestible than being like, oh, I'm gonna read the entire anthology of Spider Man, and and that was kind of reinforced when I went and bought. I went and bought like a collection of the first 60 issues of X-Men, like old, like, like uh, silly 60s X-Men, which yeah, like it's yeah. fine. And it was fun to read for the history of it, but it wasn't like entertaining. It was just like, OK, it's X-Men or whatever. Um, but yeah, that that was definitely a big draw for me. And then um, I got out of anime because I was an adult and I was like, I can't like this anymore because it's weird. And then uh, and I would say in the recent like year past like couple years, um, I kind of have been swinging back to it because there's a lot of good stuff out there right now. Um, if you anyone with a Netflix access, you should definitely check out Devilman Crybaby. Um, it's like again, it's one. It's similar to uh, similar to Cowboy Bebop. Like it's it's very not anime anime. Um, it's just a it's just a ridiculously violent action cartoon. And again, there are eight episodes. So like. Or eight oh. to twelve episodes. So I mean, it's it's really digestible. Um, I also like I watched a lot of Naruto when I was in high school. So um, I've been what I've been most uh, uh, into right now is My Hero Academia. I just finished the third season of that, and uh, that show is so so very good. Um, but it's it's basically Naruto, which was basically Harry Potter, which was basically Dragon Ball Z, which is <laughs> to say. A, a school or a, an organization, a, 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 a structured organization of several people doing one particular thing, whether that being wizarding or ninjaing. In this case, it's all superpowers. So they all have like this, this is, it's like a society of superheroes. Everybody has like one superpower and they all have to X Men together. And, uh, and then like they go to hero school because that's their whole society is like their whole economy is based on superheroes. So the kids go to hero school and they learn how to be heroes and you go through and you meet all this like colorful cast of characters and everyone's personality is defined by their one superpower. So everyone is like very easy to understand, very easy to categorize. Like it's, it is, it is the, it is visual Pringles. I saw that movie. I know I bowling for soup did the soundtrack. I think it was called sky high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good. Well, so for me, I think it's, it's pretty similar to, to some of you. So I grew up, my after school, you know, tradition was X-Men, Spider-Man, Batman. Like those are the cartoons that I watched every day after school. Um, so I, I grew up also watching those same things. 
um, which also brought me to really love Nightcrawler. Like, I think he was definitely one of my favorite, um, like, X-Men. Just I didn't like Wolverine. I didn't really like Cyclops was a boner. Like, I just didn't really like Oh, see, I've, I've, uh, I've really come around on Cyclops in my, in my adult years, too. Uh, yeah. Similar to how I've come around on Superman. I, well, um, I think and Cyclops back, is always like, my favorite because he's pragmatic. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think looking back, like with Cyclops, like no, no, we need to do this. And like adult me is like, yeah, like Cyclops gets it. But like yeah. younger me was like Cyclops. Oh, shut up, I, man! Like I hated Cyclops <laughs> reading reading the early comics, and then I don't know when it when it flipped, but I definitely had a moment where I was like. All right, Cyclops kind of kicks ass, and I've I've been a Wang for my entire life because I thought he was a, I thought he was a tool. Like I said, every team needs a dad. Well, and so you know, referencing Nightcrawler, I think when X two came out, the Nightcrawler scene was the coolest oh. thing that possibly could have happened. Which is a shame that then he wasn't in the third one. Apparently, because the actor wanted to work on his own line of cologne. That's what I had read. Um, <laughs> what? Well, That's amazing. I mean, but when you see how X three came out, well, yeah. yeah. Who 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 really <laughs> lost? So, <laughs> but but I think about that time was when I got really into comic book lore, and so I didn't ever buy at least not many physical comic books. I would read the Wikipedia articles and dive down the hole and try and make the connections, which has kind of brought me to the comic book fan I am now. Because if we talk. Marvel movies at this point in time, I will tell you how they all link together in every little intricate way, um, in every bit and piece of it, because I love that. Um, Foreshadowing and, for a for a possible flavor text yeah, before get, uh, yeah. uh, Infinity Wars Two's come out. Um, but yeah, I think that you know, it, I always enjoyed them growing up, and that was just a big part of who I was as a younger child. And so as I got older, I also played the X Men beat 'em up games. Um, <laughs> And, and here now, uh, my favorite heroes, I love Captain America. I have a movie replica Captain America shield hanging up in the kitchen that my fiancé and I share together. She lets me like hang that up. <laughs> so if that tells you anything about how much I care about that. Um, I also dream of a day when the Green Lantern is done correctly, so I'm, I'm there on that as well. Um, as far as like favorite villains... I love Carnage, and I loved the run of Venom being a villain and kind of like how he's gone to this, like, anti-hero and all that, so I'm excited to see the potential that happens there. Um, yeah, I'd say that having grown up in, like, religiously after school every day, an hour and a half at minimum was spent watching comic book shows, and I never really cared for Superman much, and I really grew to love Batman. In fact, I would probably say my favorite Batman villain was... I really liked the the cartoon Penguin. Like, Penguin done in the cartoon. <laughs> Just like, again, it, it's Danny DeVito. It's overdone. Like, mm-hmm. he's got mechanical penguins. Everything is, is ice-related, and that's just kind of how it is. Um, yeah, I think that I, I enjoyed that. Um, but I'm... Kind of what Andrew had said, referencing, you know, Woody Harrelson. I hope that Venom isn't bad. Um, I, I don't have a lot of hope based upon wig-related estimations of how it's going to go. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, hoping for the best there. Well, with having said all that, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Thanks for listening in to Debate This, this episode of A Sidebar. Follow along with the discussion on Twitter and Facebook at DebateThisCast and let us know what you think. Next week, we'll be back with a brand new argument about a question no one is asking. 
that said, if you do have questions for us that you'd like us to answer, go ahead and add us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. But until then, you can come have a casual, friendly discussion with us beside the swing sets, nerds. <laughs>